Hello, you guys, and welcome back to today's episode of What's Stopping You with Kelsey Jones. I'm your host, Kelsey Jones, and let me just start off by saying that y'all are in for a good one today. Last week, I kind of shared some changes coming to the podcast, and today's episode is just a little taste of some of those exciting things to come. I had the incredible opportunity to speak with Adrian Finch, who's an entrepreneur, YouTuber, professional development coach, and where I actually found her was her podcast called The Self-Made CEO. In this episode, we talk all about mindset, manifestation, and just taking control of your life. I hope y'all enjoy this just as much as I enjoyed recording it. So let's go ahead and get into the episode. Hi, Adrian. How are you today? Hello. I am doing well. You know, given all these circumstances, I'm actually doing all right. How are you? Good, good. How's your quarantine going? I'm interested to hear like when I have guests on the podcast, how they're dealing with this whole situation. Yeah. So this is probably an odd response, but it's actually going extremely well. Like, I don't know what it is, but from the start, I was just kind of like, okay, let's do it. And, you know, I'm, of course, extremely sensitive to the fact that not everyone is in as good of a position as I am. I'm so lucky that my job is, you know, still continuing and not a whole lot has changed for me because I was already working at home. Um, So Mm -hmm. really, it it actually in a weird way allowed me more time and focus on my business, which is something I think I needed. I get really distracted by social things. And, you know, you need that balance. But like, at the beginning, I was like, okay, I'm actually gonna be really focused on my business. And it's created a lot of really unique opportunities for me. And I also just think I'm the type of person that likes to take on the challenge of something changing and being like, all right, how do we adapt to this? And it's always, you know, through the ups and downs, I'm always like, all right, we got this, let's do it. So I'm actually okay over here. Um, But I know it's not like that for everyone. How's it going for you? Yeah, I feel the exact same way. I mean, a couple weeks ago, I kind of hit a wall where I was just like, didn't want to work anymore. I just finished school today, actually. Ah, congrats. My junior years of college. Yay. So thank goodness, finished my last final. Um, but yeah, I hit a wall a few weeks ago where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to yeah. be stuck at home. I'm very extroverted. So um, yeah, I'm sure you too. and me both can relate to just wanting to like do stuff and talk to oh, people. Oh yeah. I definitely did hit kind of that point too, where like at the start, I felt like Zoom happy hours and hanging out was like so cool and different and fun. And then I did get to a point where I was like, I'm kind of exhausted of of like looking at my screen and seeing people and even like my at home workouts from the gym that I go to, they've been doing a great job doing like live workouts, but same kind of thing. I think I just, I also sort of hit a wall where I was like, okay, you know, I just like wish everything could go back. But then I think I just needed sort of like a pause and a refresh and like, okay, now how can I add in some different things and all of that? So no, I actually feel you on that. Definitely got to a point where I needed some differences. Working out has definitely been one of the hardest things for me. And it's kind of funny because I'm like a fitness like guru. I love working out and going to group fitness classes. I work at SoulCycle. Oh, nice. So I've I've always been like a huge fitness person. And quarantine is just not the time it's for so me. It's hu- same. In, in terms of fitness, yeah. I feel that. That's like, yeah, I'm so passionate about the group fitness, like, classes and gym that I go to and I'm like oh like it's not the same at first I was like no I'm still so motivated but you know what I think it's normal to kind of you know this is our new normal but it's also like if a certain type of working out works for us if a certain type of something just works best for us it is tough to adapt but all we have to know is that it will go back to normal you know everything's just temporary and (laughs) <laughs> at least that's what I keep telling myself. <laughs> well, okay. I'm glad your quarantine is going well so far. Why don't we go ahead and let you tell the listeners about who you are, what you do? Yeah. 
Totally. So I'm Adrian Finch. I God, it's so hard to boil down what I do into like a couple sentences. Because I feel that. <laughs> I feel like, especially as an entrepreneur, you're kind of you have your toes dipped in kind of everything. And but I've 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 somewhat been able to put it into something. So essentially, I'm a digital content creator. Meaning, at the start of my entrepreneurial career, I was just actually creating YouTube videos. I started a YouTube channel and started gaining kind of an audience on YouTube. I was creating videos all across the board about lifestyle and like some productivity stuff and some tech stuff and just all over the place. And over the last five years, I continued to kind of grow and build that YouTube audience. And then um, I, you know, along the way, I was also doing some consulting, like social media and branding and marketing consulting for companies and individuals. And then it kind of just, I hit a point about probably now two years ago where I kind of was like, okay, I know that I am destined to make a positive impact and to do something more than just like create these five minute informational videos on YouTube about iPhone apps. You know, it's like, I loved doing that, but I was like, how can I make a bigger, more positive impact to people, to the world? And I knew there was something more. And I started getting really into kind of mindset shifting. And I started noticing my own self shifting my own mindset and how much it had been benefiting me. And that's when I kind of decided, you know, YouTube is great, but it can also be really tough. It's a platform that I don't own and control. I want to start adding new things into my business that I own and operate. I want to diversify my revenue streams. I want to, you know, be doing something that's really like changing people's lives. Like I want people to be able to go to bed at night and be like, man, I feel motivated because I learned something from her. So that's when the self-made CEO podcast was born about a year ago. Um, so I'm also a podcast host. So I, I still make YouTube videos. I still do like social media content, but um, I also have this side of my business, which is the podcast self-made CEO. And I also am kind of developing um, online sort of workshops and courses and webinars all about just really mastering your entire mindset. So, you know, we talk about business, we talk about productivity, but overall it's, it's kind of what you're doing here. It's like, it's transforming your whole self to create and live, you know, the life that you want to live and create career opportunities for yourself and to just live in the mindset that allows you to do anything that you want. So that's a really long way of saying that I'm a content creator, entrepreneur, I'm a professional development coach. I help people find, you know, the ability and the motivation to create the life that they want. And that doesn't, that isn't just business-wise. It isn't just career-wise. It extends to relationships and communication and how do they want to live their lives? Do they want to be free and flexible, to have time to go on vacations? Like, how can you create and monetize things? And it really is like everything, but that's me. I'm also a weirdo on the side. <laughs> yeah, I will say that I actually found Adrian through her podcast, um, Self-Made CEO. And I'm curious, what is your favorite podcast? Or like, what's another like podcast you look yeah. up to? Or like, what got you started into your podcast? Totally. So actually, it's interesting. Like, when it comes to podcasts, I really only listen to like either, you know, business and or educational, like kind of those types of podcasts. I, I love entertainment, but I kind of save it for like TV shows and movies. I, f I feel like with podcasts, I love absorbing like information mm -hmm. and hearing from other entrepreneurs and having them be like business minded. So actually my, my all time favorite podcast, uh, is the mind your business podcast with James Wedmore. It's, it's a lot more on like the business side and entrepreneurship and a lot about like, you know, launching programs and blah, blah, blah. But, but what I love that he does is his whole business is founded on the idea that you're building it from the inside out. So your mind is really the first most important thing that you need to 
kind of perfect your mindset before you can even go into creating a business or starting anything. So he talks about like business tactics, but he, everything is filtered through this like mindset filter. It's first and foremost, like, you know, but how are, how is your mind going to be in the right place to do this? And that was honestly what hugely inspired me to not only create a podcast, but he kind of empowered me to realize like, I can make a ton of money and live the free, flexible life that I want to live. Like that is possible. And it kind of unlocked this thought, you know, it unlocked this little portal in my brain that was like, whoa, anything (laughs) is possible. And when he made me feel that way, I realized that was the way that I wanted to make other people feel like just, whoa, I can make money and have free time. It's not, they're not mutually exclusive. It's not like you can only make money if you work a million hours, you know? And I was like, Ooh, what's possible for me? And I'm still on my journey, of course, but like that really did inspire me to create this. Yeah. I definitely think that is exactly where I'm starting at. Um, It's awesome to hear someone that has done all these things that I am setting out to do by starting this podcast. So I'm very excited for our conversation and just like all the things that you have to say. I've never heard of that podcast. So I'll definitely be listening after this. Yeah. I, I highly recommend, and I can give you kind of some other ones I recommend as well, but I will say like side note to you is that I want you to always feel confident in helping others grow, even though you're on your own journey still, right? Like, I think that a lot of people shy away from wanting to help others or teach or, you know, be this kind of guru in some topic because they're like, well, but that I feel like a fraud because I have not yet, you know, succeeded the way that I want to succeed. But guess what? Like, neither have I we're all on this journey and we're all on our own journeys and I'm not yet at the place that I want to be at. But what I had to realize is that doesn't mean that I'm not still able to help others grow. And I think one of my favorite quotes, I can't remember who said this, but it was literally like, you're allowed to be a work in progress and help others grow at the same time. Oh, and I just like cute. love that. And I know, I know you already know this cause you're here doing this podcast, but just always remember like, it's okay that you're on your journey and that you're learning things every single day. You can still help other people on their journeys too. Yeah, and that's why I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. As I said in my last episode, I'm a lot of changes are happening in the podcast and some of that is just bringing on other people who know more than I do about a subject because the whole premise of my podcast is that I want to help people but I don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. So, I think collaborating and just like having other people on the podcast is a great way to share knowledge and totally. I'm here to learn something. Totally. I can't wait to to learn something from today. Yeah. And I I hope everyone listening gets something out of this because I'm very excited. Absolutely. So today's episode is kind of all about learning to take charge of your life and manifest the life that you want and deserve. I've said this probably since the very beginning of my podcast and we're on the 21st episode that I wanted to do a manifestation podcast, but I never felt like I knew enough or I knew what I was doing, or that I've actually really manifested anything into my life. I don't know. So I'm so excited that you can kind of help us along today. Totally. Oh, yeah. It'll be good. Manifestation is one of the first things that I kind of heard about and learned about that was one of those aha moments where I was like, wait a minute, if I can learn how to do this, then I can literally do anything. (laughs) So it's, it's, it's really fun. It's fun to think about. It's awesome. So I guess we can go ahead and just start with a question. Um, What do you think it means to you to take charge of your life? I think that, you know, I mean, it means so many things. We as human beings have this incredible 
opportunity in front of us at all times. We have this life that we get to live. And one of the first episodes I did on my podcast was called Start Thinking Like a CEO. And I want to emphasize that like CEO- That's the first episode I listened to. Yeah. And it's so funny, by the way, like I was also going back to my old episodes being like, Ooh, God, Adrian, come on. But like, you (laughs) you just, you learn how to be a better podcaster as time goes on. And I'm like Mm -hmm. relating with you when you were like, I was cringing anyway. So I want to emphasize that when I say CEO, I'm talking about taking charge of your own life, no matter where you are, you can be a student, you can be in your career, you can be trying to start a business, you can be trying to shift careers. I just use that term because I like that term. It kind of shows power and you are in charge. I'm not talking just about like corporate business and, mm-hmm. you know, corner office type of stuff. So I just want to make that clear. But in that first episode, start thinking like a CEO. One of the first things that I just had people do was like, start thinking about the way that the world works now, the way that society works, the expectations, the, the things that are in place that we've been taught our whole lives and just start questioning them. And I don't say that in a way to be like, oh, the way that the world works is bad or negative. Like, oh, we, you know, Monday through Friday are work days. I don't mean to say like, that's bad. It shouldn't be like that. But you really start opening your mind to the fact that you can kind of take charge of your own life when you start realizing, well, first of all, this is how the world works now. Why does it work that way? And you start questioning it. When you start questioning the way the world works and just thinking about the answers, what you'll notice is that a lot of them either don't make sense or you can kind of create your own way of doing it and it's not wrong. For example, I when I first graduated college and was looking at jobs, there was something in me that just really felt like I wasn't meant to go work for a company nine to five, Monday through Friday, but I beat myself up for that. I kind of was like, what's wrong with me? Am I lazy? Am I not driven? Like, and I knew I was driven and I knew I wanted to like do big things, but I was sitting there kind of like almost shaming myself for wanting a different path because that wasn't what was normal. Everyone else around me was getting these nine to five jobs and it wasn't so big as it is now to kind of like do your own thing. And I remember just thinking like, man, this is weird. Like what's wrong with me? And what I've realized now is that that was like step one in taking charge of your life was saying me sitting there and deciding and analyzing, okay, but why is that the norm? Why is the norm to go get a nine to five and do this and that? And then, you know, once I kind of realized, oh, it doesn't need to be that way. Like I can still go create a job for myself and create an opportunity for myself that looks different than that traditional path. And that's okay. And like that will work for me and that I don't need to be ashamed of that. So it's like when you start thinking about the way the world works and kind of start questioning it, you start to realize that you can take charge of certain aspects of your own life. So I just think what that means is just realizing that your decisions and your ability to learn and your, you know, drive and ambition can really control like everything that happens to you. You can take charge of your opportunities. You can decide how you're going to react to things that are bad that happen to you. You can decide if you're going to be a victim or you can decide if you're going to view it as feedback and keep pushing forward. It's like, I just think everyone will have a realization one day that like, it's up to them. Just like your podcast, what's stopping you? Usually it's you who's stopping you. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly. If you listen to the first episode of my podcast, any of y'all listening, if you haven't listened to the first episode, it was probably cringy, honestly, but I say in the podcast that the only thing stopping you is you. So why don't you just just Nike, just do it. Yeah, literally that's, yeah. And it's tough, but that is exactly what that means. It means not letting yourself stop you. Yeah. And I wanted to say that like, to me, to take charge of your life, 
is like very, very simple. It's kind of just the freedom to be who you are and do what you want mm-hmm. and the power to shape your future. And I, I think love that's that. something I very recently learned about. I think it kind of coincided with me deciding to start this podcast as I very quickly realized that, uh, yes, I'm a graphic designer. Yes, I'm a student, but there is so much more out there for me. I've always mm-hmm. been an overachiever and I've decided that just doing what I've been doing wasn't enough for me. And I knew mm-hmm. that I there was a positive impact that I could make, like you said earlier. Um, and so why not why not try to spread that around as much as possible? So that's what yeah. gave birth to the podcast. And I think that very clearly like shows what it means to take charge of your life is just to I love to that. wield your power to shape your future. I love that. I literally that that sums it up exactly. It's just it's, you know. I like to say too, like the freedom and flexibility to live your dream life. Like you can create that for yourself and, you know, you can be empowered to transform into someone who is in charge of your own life, happiness, business, success, every aspect of it. And I love the way that you put that. Yeah. Freedom to be who you are. Yeah. Because it's basically saying whoever you are is okay. And you can still create opportunities for success. Mm -hmm. Like if you're like, well, I love playing guitar, you know, a lot of people's first instinct will be like, well, I'm not going to have that as a career. Cause like, I can't make money doing that. You know, like that's someone's first instinct, but to go with kind of what you're saying is you're saying, no, actually you can take charge of that and, and be who you are, which is maybe a guitar player and still monetize and still create success and happiness and fulfillment doing that. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that that's something that I want everyone right now to fully understand is that you are completely in charge of where your life goes. Mm -hmm. And that's probably the premise of this entire episode. Yeah. But I wanted to ask another question. So like, what do you think prevents us or people in general from truly being in charge of their lives? Yeah. So I mean, exactly what we were just saying, I think themselves, I think people and their fears are the biggest things that stop people. Um, I also think we, we as humans kind of have this like primitive instinct to survive. Like we need to survive. And that is at our very root as humans that goes way back is we don't want to die. We need to survive. Right. And so Mm -hmm. over time, that's kind of manifested itself in other ways in fear. When we are scared of something, it's because our body's reaction is like, this could fail and I could die. So it's (laughs) hilarious sometimes when you get scared, like, yeah, when you get scared of, public speaking or something, apparently our body is having the same exact reaction that we would have if we were scared we were going to die. And that's just because that's rooted in our, our primal nature as humans. So, you know, I think that our own fear is oftentimes stopping us, our fear of the unknown, our fear of knowing if something's going to work out or not. And we don't like not knowing what's going to happen. We don't like not seeing what's on the other side We don't like that. So then we shy away from it. If we can be comfortable, we will choose to be comfortable. If we have to be uncomfortable, we don't want to do that. But often and always, actually, it's usually the uncomfortable spots that are going to actually push you ahead. I think one more thing is that um, another thing that kind of prevents us from fully taking charge is that we like to also blame external things. We also, we don't like to do self-reflecting and realize that sometimes things are our own fault. We like to blame others. We like to blame Mm -hmm. the way we were raised. We like to blame our fixed mindsets. And here's the thing. It's not our fault. Again, we're wired this way. We're wired to believe, you know, well, I grew up, you know, uh, without opportunities. So like, I didn't get to go to that college. So I don't have 
the ability to create this business because I didn't get the training. And it's like, we're wired to think that way where we're, we're blaming other things or blaming external factors. And if we can flip that mindset and realize that like, it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what opportunities you did or didn't have. You still can create your own life and success and whatever it is. If you can realize that, then I think it's a huge game changer. So we really, it's just us. It's our mindsets that are in our way. Fear, mindset, all of that. Yeah. So that's something I've talked about in the last two episodes, actually. It's kind of ironic how all the episodes I'm making right now are really flowing into each other nicely. So if you (laughs) haven't listened to the last like two or three episodes, like go listen because uh, I talk about exactly this. I talk about how um, staying comfortable prevents you from growing mm-hmm. or just how being afraid of the future prevents us from doing the things that we want to do and we need to do and creating the life that we dream of. Um, totally. And that kind of flows right into this episode of how once you can overcome that fear of the future and once you're ready to step outside your comfort zone, that's when you can begin to manifest mm-hmm. the life that you want. Yeah, absolutely. And for anyone listening who might be thinking, okay, that totally makes sense. But like, how do I overcome that fear? And of course, you know, there's some more unpacking that needs to be done to really like do that. But but a first step that I think you can do is like really start to self reflect. And if the second you feel yourself fearing something like, okay, but I don't want to do this because I'm scared it won't work. Sit there for a second and really think about what is the worst thing that could possibly happen. And remember that your brain is doing this to you because it thinks you could die. (laughs) Like it literally thinks that you could die and that you won't survive. And that's why we have these fear instincts. So if you can start training yourself to sit there and be like, okay, but actually hold on, what's the worst that could happen? You'll realize it's not that bad. It is not death. It's certainly not death. (laughs) And it's actually really not that bad. And then you'll find that if you can just kind of force yourself to take those small steps, like, okay, I guess the worst that could happen is, you know, I forget everything I'm supposed to say in this speech on stage and I'm embarrassed. Okay. Is that that terrible? No. Will you get over it? Yes. Will you be able to move forward? Yes. So it's like when you can kind of go through those in your head and kind of take that first step of, okay, I'm going to do this uncomfortable thing. The gain that you will get from doing that uncomfortable thing is so, so much greater than the pain you'll get from potentially, quote, failing or like not, you know, not having it go the way you want. (laughs) Yeah. And you segued really nicely into the next question, which is how we can develop the CEO mindset. Ah, yes. And I think just to your point that you just said, like the worst thing that could happen is not that you're going to die. For example, like I reached out to Adrian asking if she would be on my podcast. And if she had said no, it's not like my life would be over. The podcast right. would still exist. There will still be more guests to come. The world wouldn't have ended. But yeah. I'm so glad you're here right now. And I yeah. put myself out there. And totally. Some This incredible conversation got to happen because of it. So that's an incredible example because I think something as you know what we we might think is something as simple as that can be really challenging for people it's very tough to reach out to someone that you don't know or to put yourself out there and to say like hey i have this thing and to lead it and host it it's not easy for people and and things like that things that might seem as small as that every little time you do that and you're you're validating for yourself that like oh first of all she said yes that's awesome <laughs> second of all like you said if i had said no it's not the end of the world. And you'll find more often than not that you'll get yeses and you wouldn't have gotten yeses if you didn't try. And like, yeah, I just love that example. I think it's perfect. And I love how 
especially as I begin to uh, grow in my career and just going through college and networking and internships and all that career stuff that I have found more often than not that people are so willing to help you. Oh, 100%. People really want to help you grow because they've been exactly where you are before. 100%. So I think, I think that's another thing to understand is like, look at it from their perspective. If I, you know, I messaged you asking you to be on my podcast, I'm sure you were like, oh my gosh, this girl is exactly where I used to be. I'd love to share totally. about what whatever we were going to talk about, which is this. But Yes, um, 100%. Yeah, it's always this give and take. And I have like mentors that I feel the same way in your position where I'm like asking them and they're offering me help because they were once where I was. It's this whole mm-hmm. exactly what you're saying. People want to help so much more than than we think. And and like for you, you know, if tomorrow a freshman at your school was like, hey, can you talk to me about how to start a podcast? I'm sure you'd be like, yes, totally. Yeah. Like, you know, it goes both ways all the time. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And another thing that I really quickly want to plug because I just got involved in this is Home From College. For those of y'all who don't know what Home From College is, it's an organization that is helping connect industry leaders with students so they get mentorship opportunities and just experience in all these different fields, especially as we're home from college and we're quarantined and Mm -hmm. um, our internships are being canceled and just things are not going the way that they were supposed to go, especially for the class of 2020 looking to get their first job. Mm -hmm. So I've gotten the awesome opportunity to be a home from college partner and just help connect people with other influential industry leaders. So I think that's another great, great testament to the fact that there are so many people out there, even that are CEOs or heads of huge companies that want to help students, that want to help you. So yeah, putting yourself out there is like the best way. And that circles back to the question, like how can we develop the CEO mindset is just put yourself out there. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great resource. Wow. It just launched today. So I'm very excited for oh, all the exciting interviews to come. It's it's going to be great. I'll ma- be sure to link it in the description. Yeah. yeah, no, that's great. How we can start to kind of take on that that mindset of being in charge of our own destiny and, you know, becoming that CEO of our own selves is, you know, there are so many things. But I think first and foremost, it's really just zooming out and like just becoming really comfortable with who you are, what your goals are, and just becoming really clear on like what you aim to do in the world and what you aim to do with either your career or your business, whatever you're doing, whatever you're like trying to create, just becoming clear on like, who am I serving? And and what is my, what can I offer people? But then on a more like deeper mindset level than just that, I think a huge part of it is just realizing that your, the rest of your life begins right now. And that means some things aren't going to go well. Some things are going to go well. My podcast, for example, when I started it, I decided I'm just starting this. I don't have a perfect plan and that's okay. You don't need to see, I always say like, you don't need to see the whole staircase to take the first step. And it sounds so cheesy, but it is so true. I am Mm. someone that used to stop myself from taking action because I couldn't see the whole plan. It wasn't a perfect plan. I didn't know yet what certain things would, would be like. And then my podcast was the first time that I was like, Adrian, you don't need a perfect plan. Just make it now. You will figure it out by doing it. You will figure it out by getting feedback. You'll learn it by literally recording an episode and realizing you did something wrong and learning it again. If you try to be perfect before you even begin, it'll stop you from beginning. So I think one of the biggest things is just take action and let it be this journey and this adventure. Like the second biggest thing I would say is just 
not viewing failure as failure and not viewing like problems as problems, but Mm -hmm. rather viewing them as learning opportunities. I don't even like to say if something fails, but like if something doesn't work, I always say like, if the plan doesn't work, change the plan, not the goal. Don't give up on the goal because the plan didn't work. Change your strategy, like do something different. Mm -hmm. And I think like every single thing that happens to you, good or bad, all accumulates to everything you've learned and where you are right now. And without all those learning curves, you wouldn't have developed the ability to help others or the ability to create a thriving business or whatever it is if you didn't go through those challenging times. So when you're in that moment where it feels terrible, like, oh, this isn't working. I'm so frustrated. Just remember that that's all happening for a reason and just make adjustments. Like maybe you change your strategy a little bit and then you learned like what worked and what didn't work. Just don't be afraid of taking the first step. View failure as feedback, right? Um, I love saying that. I think that it holds so true because then you're also simultaneously working on developing this mindset that kind of becomes a lifestyle where it's like whenever something comes your way, like something negative or a problem, you now know how to take it on. You know how to create solutions. You don't overreact. You're you're training your mind right now to be able to literally take on anything that comes your way. And it's such a cool feeling. Like I'm sitting here right now feeling like, bring it world, like throw it at me, like throw at me whatever you want to throw at me because I feel <laughs> equipped to handle it. And I feel equipped to take the challenge as an exciting learning opportunity and not as something bad you know, but it took time to become that way. Like this quarantine, again, it's like when this happened, I was like, all right, here we go. Instead of like, oh, this ruins everything I had planned and blah, blah, blah. So those are my kind of tips. Yeah, I definitely resonate with that a lot because a lot of people ask me like, especially dealing with quarantine, like how do I stay positive? How do I stay motivated? And the majority of the time, like I'm pretty positive and motivated in quarantine and it all boils down to the fact that I'm here to grow and to learn and that I'm not going to worry about the mistakes or the bumps in the road because at the end of the day, like spending your time in fear or just worrying isn't going to get you to where you want to go. So there's no point in wasting your time. I also say like, hey, sometimes I'm not, but I just keep doing it anyway. I think people have this false expectation too that like when you like run your own business or you whatever, like you're just excited every freaking day. You're just living the dream. And it's like- (laughs) Yes, you're living your dream, but like, that's also not, it's not like that every minute of the day, you're going to have days where you're tired, you're going to have whatever, but it's, it's, you don't have to be this crazy, like, I'm so stoked, but it's about not feeling, not like worrying and not just letting it play out and just, just enjoying every minute of it and like taking it one step at a time. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and it's tough for some people to shake kind of the natural instinct to worry and to you know, have that fear. But, but I just challenge everyone to literally like sit there and close your eyes and just every stressor and everything where you're like panicking about it, like, I need to pay my rent, this, that, whatever, literally imagine it all like going into a balloon and like floating in the air and just going away and just pretend for a minute, literally just say like, ah, I don't care about anything. Cool. Everything's good. And it's like this weird relieving feeling where all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I can just kind of let go if I want. Like, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I, want to go ahead and talk about manifestation now because you are very much a natural at manifestation. I've listened to a lot of your manifestation episodes on your podcast and your YouTube videos, and I think you're the perfect person for me to talk to about this. So why don't you go ahead in your own words and say what you think manifestation is? Totally. So, okay. Manifestation is 
it all boils down to this concept of called the law of attraction. And some of you may have heard of this before and some may have not, but essentially what it means is there are like kind of universal laws that exist, you know, that are universal to all of us that are things like every cause has an effect, things like that. There are these sort of universal things, right? Mm -hmm. So one that people think is just this law of attraction, meaning that basically whatever you put out there into the universe whether it be a thought, something you say, like everything that you do and think and say has energy. And if it has positive energy, then the theory is you will then attract positive energy back to you. So really at its core, manifestation is like, if you're manifesting something, you are bringing something forth into your physical life experience. So you're literally bringing something into your life, whether it's a physical object, an opportunity, a relationship, whatever it is, you're bringing that into your life through your own past thoughts, feelings, or beliefs. So that's like kind of confusing, but basically it's just saying like attracts like what you put out there will come to you, but it gets even more specific than that, where it's like, if you're specifically wanting to manifest, you know, like a new job, that house, something you've always wanted, a better salary, there are actually things that you can do to train that part of your mind that kind of filters out the opportunities in your reality. And pretty soon they just start coming at you. And it seems crazy. Like when you first hear mm-hmm. about this, you're like, yeah, right. Like if I think hard enough about having a new car, a new car is just going to appear in my driveway. Like, no, it's not that. It's not literal magic, right? But it's like, it's something that really is happening in our minds. And I don't want to get like, too scientific right now on episode one but I do want to say like if you if you're skeptical about this I totally understand a lot of people are and the more research you do on it the more you'll realize if you're someone who's logical and you need like scientific explanation Mm -hmm. there is scientific explanation and you will be like oh my god this is real and it all has to do with what's going on inside your brain but we can really just think of manifestation as the ability to create and bring into your physical reality anything you desire Literally, it's that simple. And I mean, to give a little bit of context, it all traces down to the fact that everything is made of energy. Every single thing, the chair that I'm sitting in right now, this microphone, it's Mm -hmm. all energy. What I'm thinking is also energy. And I think a lot of people don't realize that thoughts are literally energy as well. We may not be able to see our thoughts out loud, but our thoughts are our energy the same way that this table is energy. And so there are like high vibrational frequency energies and low vibrational frequency energies. And the low ones are what what's creating resistance to bringing the high ones into your life. So when you're super negative all the time, let me give you an example. If you wake up and like stub your toe and then spill your coffee, do you ever just start off your day kind of poorly and it just turns into like the whole day is just like not <laughs> going well for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's because that is like the law of attraction at work. The second that one thing bad happens and you let that affect you and you bring in that energy, you then almost have this subconscious mindset for the rest of the day where everything that's happening, you're viewing through this negative lens without even meaning to, and you're not even aware that you're doing it. And so then everything that's happening seems bad. Like, and then you get in a car accident and then you get a ticket and then you like got a bad grade on your test. And then you get yelled at by your teacher and you take it as the most terrible thing when really it's like, it's just the way that our subconscious mind is filtering out everything that's happening. Yeah, I definitely think that it's very true that like especially if you're a really positive person or if you 
you know, just have that high vibration mindset that like being around negative energy is so draining. Like Mm -hmm. it becomes so much more apparent, especially to me, like since I really worked on being as positive as I can and controlling how I react and view situations that the people that I thought were bringing me down were really bringing me down. And that, that saying that you are the combination of the five people you surround yourself with or the whatever, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's exactly the same thing. Totally. Like if you surround yourself with people who are negative energy yep. or warriors who live in fear, who always are just upset at the world out to blame someone, like it's not going to make you feel better. It's not going to make you work harder at what you do because that will make you begin to view the world as bad or people are bad or Mm -hmm. things are bad and you're never going to get your way. So I think, I think that's a great example of how all of this, everything we've learned in life kind of culminates into this law of attraction. It's just a lot of people don't want to understand the premise of law of attraction. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I actually maybe will give you like a tiny scientific tidbit without getting all the way into it. But I do want to a little bit because it really is kind of hard to wrap your mind around when you first hear it. Because really what you're just hearing is like, if you can visualize and think hard about something, it'll come into your life. And that really is essentially what it is. But putting it into application is obviously more complicated, right? It's not like you're sitting on your couch with your eyes closed doing Mm -hmm. nothing all day and something's just going to land in your lap. You have to take inspired action. But the reason why manifestation is so important for everyone to, I think, be knowledgeable about is, is because of two reasons. One is that with a little practice and focus, you can manifest anything you want into your life by choosing the thoughts that you're going to have. And by putting your focus and energy on the right things, you can manifest anything you want in your life. But the second reason that more people don't think about is that without even knowing, you can be also manifesting things you don't want into your life. And you're doing this whether you want to or not, and whether you're conscious of it or not. And it all comes down to being aware that that can happen. Like you were just saying, if you're focusing on the wrong things or the negative things, you're actually asking the universe for more of that. And it's Mm -hmm. tough to, you know, become aware of that. But once you're aware, you're like, oh my gosh. Like once I learned what manifestation was, I realized all the times that I had like accidentally manifested something bad into my life. (laughs) And it was like my fault kind of like, I almost brought that into my life anyway. So like to get really quickly, a tiny bit scientific up in here, but it'll help you really understand it is that our, our subconscious mind has Basically, our brain has a thing in it called the reticular activating system or the RAS. It's literally this portion of our brain that is designed to filter out your reality. So for example, when you're doing anything, when you're just living your life, there are so many stimuli coming at you at all times without even knowing there are sounds and smells and things you see and notifications and this and that. Imagine that you are like in a sports arena right now that's really loud. So there's a huge audience, everyone's talking. So there's a lot of like white noise and there's like buzzers going off and cheering and this and that, right? Imagine you're sitting in a sports arena and you're having a conversation with the person right next to you. You're only focused on that person, right? But then you're kind of like, you're hearing this white noise behind you, but you're not like paying attention to what they're saying. You could be fully, fully engulfed in this conversation with the person next to you. And then imagine someone like a few rows over, like, yells your name all of a sudden you hear your name like your brain is like triggered you're like oh I just heard that but you weren't paying attention at all so that is actually one example of that portion of your brain what that portion of your brain is doing is actually taking in all the stimuli it's taking in everyone talking and the buzzers and the cheering and this and that and it heard your name 
and it kind of flagged it as important. It like deemed it as important Mm -hmm. and therefore like filtered it into your conscious mind so that you became aware like, oh, I just heard my name. So that's like one example of it kind of working. So what that part of your brain does is it filters out your reality all the time. So I'll give another example that's probably more like relatable. Imagine that you are either like shopping for a new car or maybe you have like a crush on someone. And have you ever had this happen where, let's say you have a crush on someone, like you like a person and you start seeing their name everywhere. Has that ever happened to you? I can extrapolate this really easily to getting a new car where you all of a sudden start mm-hmm. seeing your, you see your car everywhere. Yes. Yeah. You see your car. That's what happens to me more too, is like I see the car everywhere. Mm-hmm. So that there are no more of that car out there on the roads, <laughs> but you are all of a sudden noticing it more. And you'll, you'll realize that you're not consciously, like you're not trying to notice it more. You're not sitting in the car thinking, hmm, I wonder if I'm going to see that car today. You just keep seeing it and you just keep noticing it. And what's happening is that that part of your brain has filtered, has like flagged that car as important because you have been thinking a lot about it. You've been focusing energy and time to it and not only energy and time to it, but positive energy and time. If you're thinking about getting a new car, it's probably an exciting feeling, Mm -hmm. right? It's probably like, Ooh, I'm so excited to get in it. You're really visualizing like what you're going to do when you get it and like how it's going to feel and smell and like how fun it's going to be. So without even realizing it, you're like manifesting that because you are putting so much positive energy and thought towards that car that your reticular activating system in your brain is like, Thing, that's important. So we're going to show you that. So now subconsciously you're noticing all of these cars that were always there, but you weren't seeing them. So what I think, I think that that's such a perfect example because this is happening with everything in your life, not just like that car. So you can actually decide what you're going to train that reticular activating system in your brain to focus on. So if you're trying to find a, a great job or you want an increase in salary or you want a relationship, whatever it is, when you start to take those steps to focus on that thing, and there are, you know, there are whole step-by-step processes and vision boards and actual strategies to do that, which we can get into another time. But like, once you start actually focusing that energy and those emotions on those things that you choose to want, you'll notice the same thing happen for those. You get all of a sudden that person will call you out of nowhere and offer you some opportunity that you're like, what? It almost seems like too mm-hmm. good to be true. But it's that like your brain is subconsciously noticing things that it wasn't noticing before. You may open an email and not really know why you did. You usually would have just thrown it in the trash, but maybe you just had some gut feeling that was like, I feel like I need to open this. And you did. And maybe that was some, you know, some opportunity. Like I've had this happen to me so many times and it's just crazy once you become familiar with it and realize like, whoa, I can really do this with just about anything. Yeah. That's like a long winded explanation, but I hope that was helpful. No. Oh my gosh. I'm learning so much. See, this is exactly why I didn't want to do this episode without the help of somebody else, because I've definitely learned about your RAS before, but I, I think you explained it very, very clearly and very well for someone, especially that's a beginner. So I'm so excited to hear about how y'all use manifestation in your daily life or what that looks like for you. And that's actually something someone asked in the Q&A that I did on my Instagram is how do you either make manifestation a habit or how do you start implementing it into your daily life? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And and without getting into the whole thing, I actually will say, and, and you're welcome to also link this sheet that mm-hmm. I had linked in my episode, yeah. but 
I did have a podcast episode called like manifest anything in 24 hours. And what I did is I started with, I gave a nine step process and I had everyone kind of start this process with something very, very, very small and something that had no stakes. So something that you don't really care about the outcome, like a butterfly or a feather or a coin or like something just like random. And I had them kind of practice this process, this nine step process, and then see if it showed up within 24 hours. And the whole point of it is that when you start with something small, you don't have any kind of disbelief. You're like, oh, I don't really care if I see it or not, Mm -hmm. right? There's no stakes. And so then when it works and you notice that it works, you're like, oh my God, okay, whoa. And that just helps you like believe it. And that helps you then start to manifest bigger things. So there is like a nine step process that I recommend and you're welcome to put the steps in your show notes or you can link the episode or link the sheet, whatever it is. Yeah, I'll definitely link the episode. Yeah. So I recommend honestly listening to it and just trying, there's a document attached that you can print out and kind of write these things, but it's basically asking you questions like, what is the thing? Like, what is your level of believability? One through 10 of, of like, do you believe that you're going to get it? You know, what's like a symbol that represents, like you draw a little symbol that represents what it is. And I've had like the most crazy responses from those episodes of people being like, oh my God, I had no idea that this worked the way it did. And like, there it was. And it showed up in 24 hours. I also had a lot of people say like, oh, I, you know, 24 hours passed and I like, it didn't work. So I was like, oh, whatever. Okay. I guess it didn't work. And then like the next day it showed up in a way that they would have never expected. And I, and I keep telling them, I'm like, you know why it did is because you were thinking about it. You were thinking about the outcome. You have to let go of the when and how it shows up and just believe it's going to show up no matter what. And so it was like the second the 24 hours passed and they were like, all right, screw it. That's when they truly let go. And that's when they then found it. And the other thing is that with manifestation, you have to let go of the the how and the when because it'll often show up in ways you don't expect. So a lot of people would try to manifest like a butterfly and their minds were thinking, they were expecting to go outside and see a butterfly, right? They weren't thinking that they might open their Instagram feed and the first photo is of this beautiful butterfly. So people kept realizing like, oh my God, it shows up in ways that you sometimes aren't looking for. And that's why you have to not be looking for it. You have to not know how or when Mm -hmm. and just let it, just let it flow into your life. And that's what kept happening is people kept saying like, oh, I wanted to manifest like a cloud. So I kept like, you know, it was sunny days and I kept like looking in the sky and then they were like, oh, you know. I like tripped over a log in a park and like looked down and on the cement, someone had like drawn a cloud and chalk, like things like that, that are like, whoa, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I definitely will link the episode. I think that's really, really awesome. And this kind of really ties into another question that I got was how do you deal with something not manifesting into your life? So I'm kind of curious, Mm -hmm. what do you think if like, do you think it's possible for things to not manifest or do you think it, they will always manifest, but just in different ways than you want yeah. to or expect to, or what's your take? Yeah. So like anything, anything within like literal reality, like, you know, if you're trying to manifest like a freaking spaceship to Mars, like I maybe <laughs> not, <laughs> maybe not, but like anything that is within realm of possibility, you absolutely can. And what you'll figure out though, is that First of all, at the very beginning stages, like, yes, think big, but also really get used to this process and really get used to it working and start trusting it. Because the thing is that I will say is it's so much easier to create resistance, to create the resistance that'll make you not manifest something, the bigger the object gets. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm not saying to never try to manifest big things, but you're going to experience a lot more success if you really do start small and work your way up because 
along the way, you're really going to trust and you're really going to believe and you're really going to have, I hate to even say it, but kind of that proof that some people need that it works to then work your way up to other things. So what I would say is if you're like trying really hard to manifest something and it's not working, you really just need to go back to the drawing board and say like, okay, am I creating resistance? Like where am I creating resistance? Deep down in the back of my head, do I actually just believe that this isn't possible for me? Am I not visualizing enough with like the emotions? Because there are all these strategies. You need to really be embodying like the physical emotion and like feeling that you'll get when the thing happens. And you need to be also operating from a point of like you currently have it. Like when you're when you're asking the universe for things and writing things down, like you don't want to say, I want this or like, I wish for this or I will have this. You say like, I have this, mm-hmm. I am this. It's all like current present moment. And it sounds like, you know, crazy, but really it makes all the difference because your subconscious does not know the difference between like, I don't want versus I want. It just hears like want. (laughs) So if you're saying like, I don't want bills, you're still focusing on bills, right? Mm -hmm. You should instead flip that to like, I want to pay off everything or I want like financial freedom or whatever it is. Um, So just be very, very intentional about the way that you're thinking of the things that you want to manifest. Make sure you're not accidentally kind of asking for the thing you don't want, like more bills, for example. Um, Try to say it all in like the positive way and in the current moment. And then I would just say like, you really just have to keep working on it. And if it's not working, there's just something in you that is creating resistance, whether it means you don't fully believe it or whatever it is. And also sometimes like, I do believe sometimes that like something isn't necessarily meant for the person, but not because that's just the universe. Like for me, YouTube was always fun and I grew, but like it always was just felt like it wasn't working. I always was like, why does this not like just flow for me and work for me? And like, for whatever reason that is, I still believe at the end of the day, it's on me. Like it's, it's my fault for some reason that it's not flowing for me, but I also am okay to accept that and to think like, you know what, there are other things for me too. And maybe that wasn't the path that I was supposed to go down anyway. And I've kind of realized like, I don't really like YouTube as much as I thought I did, (laughs) you know? So you can always manifest what you desire, but you can also listen to, listen to just like take everything and kind of listen to yourself, listen to the universe. And if something just feels like it's not a fit, there's probably a reason it's not a fit. It's not because you're just like failing at manifesting. It's probably another reason that you're ignoring. So just be very like, intentional and aware. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that for the person who asked this question, if you're struggling by seeing that whatever you want to manifest is not coming into your life, it's probably deep down because you believe that it's going to fail um, 100%. Because whenever you truly manifest something, you operate with the belief that 100% it's going to happen. So there's no need for you to cope with the idea that it's not going to happen. Because it's just not an option. And I think that's a great just mindset to have in general that failure is not really an option because at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, failure isn't failure, it's learning. Yep. And so I think it all just really ties in well together that if you manifest something into your life, even if it doesn't come in the exact way that you expected, as long as you operate under the assumption and you truly believe within yourself that it will happen, then it's going to happen. And I think think that sounds like a lot of BS, honestly. Like when you hear me say that, you're probably just like, it's stupid. But again, like she said, like start small, 
figure out one little thing that you want into your life. Like for example, one thing I manifested was getting AirPods. I manifested AirPods into my life because I wanted to have AirPods. And the next day, my boyfriend asked me, do you want me to buy you some AirPods? Yeah, that's Like crazy. legitimately. I, I wrote it. I wrote it down. I have a list of things that I'm manifesting. Mm-hmm. And that next day after I wrote this list, he asked me if I wanted AirPods. And I was like, Yes. That's so, see, that's so crazy. Yeah. I manifested this random like offer. I wrote in a notebook. I was like, I want an unexpected $5,000, which is like a lot of money. (laughs) And I wrote it in a notebook and I just like put the notebook away. And I was almost thinking like, haha, yeah. Okay, cool. And I like, didn't think about it again at all, but it was in my planner. So every time that I had to go to like the page, the current page of my planner, like today, I kept passing that page and I would see that I wrote that, but I wouldn't even like consciously really like be, I would just kind of see it subconsciously like, oh, there it is. But like not even acknowledge it. Then literally I woke up one morning, like 12 days later. And I had this email that was like, here's a $5,000 offer. Like, and that was not just happening all the time at all. And I freaked out because I was like, holy crap. And the reason I truly believe like that came into my life is like, yeah, like you're saying, I didn't create any resistance of like, well, what if it doesn't happen? It might not happen. And I just was like, yeah, totally. It's going to happen. And then I forgot about it. Like you got to just let it go. Let go of the outcome. If you're Mm -hmm. like so needing and wanting and like begging for something, it's going to create that resistance. Like you have to just let Mm -hmm. go. And it's hard. It's a skill. It is a skill like to develop the ability to let go. Right. Like, yeah, it's not easy, but that's what, that's what starting small is kind of training yourself to do. And I will say also for anyone who's skeptical, like you have nothing to lose by trying. Like if Mm -hmm. you try and you don't like it or it doesn't work for you for some reason, I'm telling you, you can make it work for you. But if you decide, nope, I never want to do this again. Fine. That's your choice. Like you don't have to, but it does work. So I suggest (laughs) everyone, even the skeptics out there, give it a try. I will also say that Another example, an anecdote from my life is that two days ago, I got an email. um, I did an interview like months ago for a magazine. And two days ago, I got the first draft for the interview. And I didn't even know that it was actually going to be published. I thought I was just kind of like in the pool of applicants of interviews, and then they would pick one. So found out two days ago that they picked me because they sent me a draft. And I was like, whoa there like I had no idea Mm -hmm. and then like I wasn't thinking about it I wasn't worrying about it I was like if it doesn't happen my life will go on like it's fine and then literally legitimately I'm not lying right before this interview whenever I was opening your email because we were getting set up together I got another email to get an interview for a magazine wow legitimately that's legitimately this is real life people yeah this is real life so I wasn't putting any resistance into the world. I was just happy with the outcome because I knew that if it didn't happen, it wasn't the end of the world, but I knew that if I wanted it to happen, it would. And then all of a sudden, another opportunity came my way. So I can't wait to respond to that email after we finish this. There you go. That's the biggest part, you guys. And that's something, sometimes sometimes that's how people learn about manifestation is that things like that will happen where they'll be like, oh, I get it now because I, I kind of didn't even mean to, but I stopped thinking mm-hmm. about it and then it came into my life. Oh my life. gosh, that's exactly like whenever you are dating somebody or want to have a boyfriend 
and for a long time you focus so hardly on the fact that or so badly on the fact that you want a boyfriend and you're looking for a guy left and right and then all of a sudden when you let go and stop worrying about it the perfect guy walks into your life like this is literally every single time every girls, single you, you time you cannot tell me that this is every not true time. because i think this is a thing that once you like are a little bit older as a girl it's like true. you know that this is true like this is a thing same with like if you have a breakup and you're like, oh, like, I wish they would text me, blah, 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 blah. And then one day you're like, you know what? No, like, I'm fine. Like, screw that. I'm happy. I'm good on my own. And that's always when they freaking text you. Oh, my it's like gosh. Uh-huh. They know. Uh-huh. That has happened to me so many times that it's, it's like, laughable now. I'm like, yeah, okay. But but the, the truth is, though, what's the difficult part? And this is the part you guys can work on is that sometimes even when you know that that's true, it's still hard to let go. Like if I'm still into that person and we broke up and I'm still like interested in them, it's hard to actually like not care if they text me or not. I'll be like, oh, but I want them to care or I want them mm-hmm. to text. Mm-hmm. But then it's like when I actually have that aha moment of like, no, I'm actually fine. That's like when it <laughs> always happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I'll go ahead and wrap the episode up because we got so much so much content for y'all here. I'm so excited <laughs> yes. by this conversation. Um, what I like to do at the end of every guest episode or just every episode is say what the main takeaway is. So I'll let you go ahead and do that. So if anybody were to listen to this episode and only learn one thing, what is the one mm-hmm. thing you'd want them to know? I think the one thing is, I mean, we talked about so much great stuff, but I think the one thing is that you truly are responsible for everything that happens to you and for the life that you want to live in your current and future. Um, You know, you are able to have that control and create this incredible situation for yourselves. And I just, that, that's what I would say is like the day that you start truly believing that is like the day when the life of your dreams begins wow, that sounded like a Hallmark card in the best way. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that's exactly, I think it's so beyond true because the moment that I know in my life, the moment that I decided that I was done playing the victim, I was Mm -hmm. done um, being upset by things that were happening to me that weren't always the best. I was done with all of that. And I decided that I, I'm in so much more control than I thought I was. And that's one thing that I love about your podcast and your YouTube channel and just kind of the message that you share, especially, is just that you are in control of your life. You can be the CEO of your life. And that's kind of the mindset that we all need to have. And it's so important that um, you do that because it will not only make you happier, but make you more successful. And a lot of times success makes you happier. And it's just kind of a cycle at the end Mm -hmm. of the day. It's exactly right. It's a cycle. The laws of success are universal. So whether it's in your life, your your relationship, your job, your family, like it's all one thing trickles into the other. If you are confident in your in yourself, you'll be confident in your business. You know, if you mm-hmm. create, if you realize you can take control of your business, then you can take control of your happiness in your relationship or whatever else it is. Yeah, exactly right. So inspiring. <laughs> well, Adrian, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Why of don't you go course. ahead and let everyone know where they can find you? Yeah, totally. So the Self-Made CEO podcast, which is anywhere that podcasts are available, um, the name might be changing soon, but it'll still be Self-Made. It might be Self-Made something else. I'll, uh, I'll update you, but Self-Made CEO podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm on Instagram at Adrian Finch or at the Self-Made CEO and uh, YouTube as well, but but I don't talk so much about like this kind of stuff on YouTube anymore. It's more just the podcast and mm-hmm. the Instagram account. So 
yeah thanks so much for having me All right, you guys, that is all I have for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It was truly one of my favorites that I've recorded thus far, so that says a lot. But be sure to go check out Adrienne. Like I said, all her links will be in the description below. And be sure to go subscribe to her podcast, Self Made CEO. If you enjoyed the topics we talked about in this episode, you will 100, 1000% enjoy her podcast as well. So be sure to subscribe to that and this podcast as well, because next week I have an incredible guest lined up that you will not want to miss out on. So I hope you enjoyed. Like I said, if you did, be sure to share this with anyone you know, share it on your Instagram story. I would love to reshare it onto my story as well, but I'll see y'all next week and have a great week, guys. Bye.